Frankenstein's monkey farm. And today's topic is... <laughs> Wrestle with this one. Here you go. Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, giant monsters all out attack. Yes. <laughs> From 2001. Or, yes, that's a full name, but its short name is just giant monsters all out attack. Yeah. Though they did leave out one monster. They did leave out a monster. We'll come to that, huh? Yeah. So and we we haven't talked about a Godzilla in a while, I don't no. think, huh? I no, think the last not. couple times we did Gamera when we did Kaiju. Yeah. It's because we've like watched so many and done so many on this show that like I know what to do. And like I found a kaiju movie, but like um we couldn't really like watch it because my mom would want to watch that with us. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, true. so then I found that one. Well, yeah, and there's another Gamera movie we watched that we almost did for this episode, that first of the later trilogy, right? But uh, we ended up pulling this one out, and I'm glad we did. We hadn't yeah. seen this one before. Neither yeah. of us had. So where do you want to start? I want to start, I want to, I want to talk about how, like, the order they put this in the movies. Okay. So what's interesting about that to you? Because this, um, it is like a pretty, um, it's like where they put this is like in the story where that is, um, in the movies is like that's happening, um, uh, like that's after the first Godzilla attack. Yes. What you're getting at, <laughs> or trying to get at anyways, mm. is that. This movie ignores every Godzilla movie except for the original Godzilla and seemingly the 1998 American Godzilla. They make reference to an American Godzilla or a thing that turned up in America that people were calling Godzilla. So it seems that the original and then the 98 Godzilla are the only movies that exist in this timeline. So everything between... The original and 2001, except for the American one, have all been erased. So it's like Godzilla's been missing from Japan for 50 years. They think Godzilla's dead. And then people are like, a Godzilla-like thing attacked America, but they know it's not Godzilla. Well, they don't know. They they speculate that it might not be. But what people think a Godzilla is in this movie is (laughs) pretty wildly different from like one person to the next because it's been 50 years most of the people don't remember godzilla weren't alive when godzilla was there you know smashing up the country and if they were their memory of it's pretty hazy right so when you've got the monsters all out attacking to them any of those is a godzilla yeah um well i do remember that we learn sometime in the movie that like our main character is 
dad does uh, clearly remember that attack, I think. Yeah, he was a kid at the time. And he's like the commander. He's sort of the head of the military forces yeah. that are at work in the movie. The Japanese defense forces. Yes. Uh, like commander. Yeah, he's the commander. Mm-hmm. Really remember the beginning. Well, we don't have to talk about the movie in any order. It's got your usual people (laughs) living their lives, doing their stuff. The human element, which, as we've talked about on other kaiju episodes, is like it's an important part of these movies, but it's not necessarily what we watch them for, right? Yeah. I mean, the I guess in short. The protagonist, if there's a protagonist, is this young woman who's a reporter for this news station whose dad is the commander of the Japanese Defense Forces, and she's trying to get a story about a monster and ends up basically tracking Godzilla and the other monsters around putting together this story. That's about all the story there is to the movie, apart from what's going on with Godzilla. Yes. So talk Uh, about that. Let's do that. Okay. So like... Basically, well, at the beginning of the movie, something pretty cool happens. So, like, I don't know if it's, like, it's not, like, submarine or anything. Kind of like oh, a, well, there's a there's an American nuclear sub that gets downed somewhere yeah. in the ocean. And then, like, a little, like, um, sea thing. I don't know what it is. Like, a little, like, exploring, like, I don't know. Like the little, the little submarine guys? The little explorer subs? Uh, no, at the beginning. Like the little, I I don't know what it is. We don't actually see the outside of it. It's like where they're um, they're underwater and they're filming. That's what you're talking about. Where they see the Godzilla. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a little sub. That's a little exploratory mm-hmm. sub. It's not like a full submarine. It's sort of like a a one person, you know, underwater yeah. <laughs> vehicle. I guess. They're like they see Godzilla and they're like he might have absorbed like nuclear powers or something like. And then, like, the screen goes, like, blank on where they, like, see it. I think it's a Japanese defense force, I think, that yeah, says or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and obviously Godzilla destroyed them. Mm-hmm. So we've got uh, maybe Godzilla underwater, they think, right? And then there are these, like, hoodlums on motorcycles riding around destroying, like, little uh, statues, little sacred statues, right? And they are running afoul of some other beasties, or maybe Godzilla, right? I mean, everybody thinks everything in the movie is Godzilla <laughs> up until a point. So what comes after these hoodlums, these street um, toughs, smashing oh, up statues? Uh, well, after they um, smash up the statues, they all get destroyed by a monster. Mm-hmm. Just, um. just any old monster? <laughs> Well, um, huh. One of them gets, like, one, like, the first guys? I don't know. We don't actually know who, um, what monster destroys them. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, it's we Godzilla. Totally do. No, it is not. No. Sorry. There's the one that burrows under the ground. That's the one that destroyed the motorcycle tufts. Yep. I, like, I can never remember that monster's name, so can you please say it? Baragon. Baragon. Yes. Baragon, who's underground and collapses a tunnel in on the motorcycle tufts. And then there are the other 
like ruffians who break into the convenience store or whatever. Yeah. And then they go steal a boat or it's their boat. I don't remember. What's going on with them? Um, well, like, of course, as the last guys did, they destroy a statue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, um, like a Mothra caterpillar. Or, yes. Um, Kaiju pillar, as I call it, um, comes out and destroys them. Well, yeah. it doesn't destroy well, it them. Does. It does. Ra- yeah, well, it wraps them up in cocoons. Yeah, it flips over their boat and then cocoons them and then they die. Yep. <laughs> Which is a pretty miserable way to go, but yeah. they were messing up the sacred statues and you know what? Mothra don't like that. No. That was Moth. That was Mothra's little statue guy. I guess so, right? Imagine if uh, some street toughs came in and smashed up all your toys. What would you do to them? Like, tie them up? Let them die? If... (laughs) (laughs) You have to think about this, whether or not you'd let them die. No, I probably would get really mad and attack them, but I'm not a kaiju, so no, I cannot do what, like, Godzilla and other giant monster stuff do. Sure. (laughs) You'd have to do it in your own little way. Yep. You'd have to breathe smaller beams of lasers at them, right? Because you're you're smaller, so like your laser beams out of your mouth are smaller. That's what I'm getting at. No, Dad, I am not a kaiju or a small kaiju. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Mothra comes out, wraps up the street toughs, right? So those yeah. are our first two monsters we meet. Yep. But there's um, another monster, of course, that lies in wait for the rest of the movie, basically. Basically only appears at literally the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Sort of a big deal. Yeah. King Ghidorah. Yep. Of course, like, Mothra doesn't appear through most of the movie either, because Mothra comes out as the caterpillar and then has to, like, cocoon up. So you have to wait the entire movie for Mothra to break out of the and cocoon. And it's just like a cocoon. So what happens in between there? Like, and why... Let's. What happens in between there, and what do we learn about the monsters and why they're there? Because that's really where the story of the movie is. Yeah, yeah, you've got the reporter. Yeah, you've got the defense forces. But what's happening with the monsters? That's the real story. Uh. So, well, like as we said, they think everything is Godzilla. So when Bargon comes out, it's Godzilla. They all seem like yeah. that's not Godzilla. They keep calling it a red Godzilla. And like. And then someone comes in, Godzilla has appeared in this place, but Godzilla is in this place. And, like, they get all confused, but, like... Well, a lot of people don't even believe that Godzilla was real. There are people in the movie who are like, no, Godzilla's a myth. You know, especially when Godzilla shows up in that town and starts smashing everything. Then one lady's like, I'm not leaving the building. Godzilla isn't real. Yeah... Um, I don't remember what happens to her, but, um... Well, that whole area gets nuked. Yeah, because he absorbed, like, nuclear powers, so, like, his laser blasts literally look like an atom bomb. Yeah, like the big mushroom cloud. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So what's then going on with the monsters? That's that's what we're we're at. Well, basically, they're, like, um, there's, like, this book, and it's, like, talks about them, and it says they're, like, guardian monsters, basically, and um, what are they like, guarding? Well, they're not like guarding um, Japan. They're guarding the land. Yeah, like, that's a big difference like, that they yeah. that they have to make. 
right? That they're guarding the land that is Japan, but not the nation of Japan, not the no. country. Like, they don't care about the government. The monsters are there to protect the land. Like the but what monsters? Um. And from what? Um, three monsters, I presume, right? Yeah. Um, Baragon, Mothra, and King Ghidorah are the three guardian monsters. Mm-hmm. So um, technically, those are the good guys in this one. Yes. Who's then the enemy? Godzilla, of course. Yeah, Godzilla is the enemy, as are, of course, those, you know, the young folk on motorcycles and breaking into convenience stores who are smashing up statues and things. They are also, you know, defacing the land, you know, by ruining those sacred yep. statues, right? So, like, anything that threatens the land, they're going to come out and take care of it, I guess. Yep. I mean, <laughs> arguably, there are other things going on that they could theoretically come out of hibernation and take care of pollution etc but i guess they don't wake up until godzilla's around i guess godzilla's kind of the inciting factor here or is it the statues i don't know i, th I think it uh hmm right it's, it's, <laughs> i think it might it's actually probably like the statue there's it something seems that way but that makes them waking up sort of unrelated to godzilla which is yeah, strange yeah that's weird or maybe like the like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe it is like, um, maybe it is the statues, or maybe like they just don't appear. Um, they only appear if like it's like it threatens like the whole like everything. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying, right? Is they theoretically awaken because Godzilla's awake and gonna come, you know, like destroy the land, which that that like begs a few questions. One. If they're waking up because of Godzilla, you know, being alive and coming to destroy the land, then what is it with the statues? Like, why do they come out first when the statues are destroyed? That's unclear. Two, why didn't they awaken when Godzilla first attacked Japan? Yeah. Back, like, 50 years and earlier. And why didn't they... And if they're the guardians of the land, why haven't they been awake for most of the time? There is, yeah, there are a lot of questions here. I mean, okay, well, hold on, because there's a weird explanation. They don't go into it. But according to the old man, who, spoilers, turns out to be... A ghost or something? Like something like that. Yeah, he's like a ghost. Yeah. And he's maybe the scientist from the first movie they kind of hint at, maybe? But the scientist in the first movie who destroyed Godzilla... I mean, of course the ghost could doesn't necessarily have to wear an eye patch, but I would assume that if they're trying to draw the parallel between this ghost and the scientist in the first movie that they give him an eye patch, because if I remember correctly, the dude had an eye patch, and that's like the distinguishing feature of that guy. So I don't know. But I, yeah. He's, so we got the, the ghost who tells us that the spirits of everybody who died in World War II, the Japanese and the Americans, and then everybody who died in the bombings of Japan, and then maybe everybody who died as a result of the Godzilla attack, which is, of course, the result of the bombings or something like that that all of their spirits have kind of become one. 
And so maybe all of those spirits of everybody killed in World War II and, you know, the dropping of the atom bombs on Japan and then the destruction of the cities and the massive cost of life caused by Godzilla, maybe all of their spirits came together to wake up the guardian monsters when Godzilla resurfaced or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. That's as, that's close as I can get. And also, um, while you were saying that, I, I thought you were going to say something. And what I thought, like, I didn't know if you were going to say that. But, like, I was thinking that maybe they, like, literally became the guardian monsters and woke mm. up because since Godzilla was, like, destroyed the land and was, like, a cause of all the things that other um people and all those, they... Um, and they, like, became the Guardian Monsters and woke up because Godzilla woke up. Yeah, something like that. That makes a sense to me. I mean, they could be fueling the Guardian Monsters, right? But there's then... Yeah, there, there's still a lot of questions there. Oh, my God. But like... the, the big thing is, right? And I don't, I don't want to go too much into the specifics of the fight, like the big fighting. Because the movie has basically two big fight scenes, right? We got... The first one with Baragon and Godzilla, right? Godzilla and the other monsters, they destroy plenty of stuff. Like, but, like, Godzilla and Baragon, that's a big fight. Yeah, and, like, I don't... It's hard because, like, the only, like, really big fight scene is the climax. And, like... That's, that's the only other one, right? Yeah. I mean, Godzilla goes around blowing stuff up and everything, too. So there's, like, plenty of Godzilla but destruction. Then, but Baragon and then the climax... Well, like, yeah. So I don't want to spoil that, right? Because the movie... Okay. (laughs) The movie is really, really good. And Alistair, you declared something about it when we finished watching it. I said that's probably might be my second favorite movie. Like, of all movies. Yeah. It's... The fighting is that great. It's got such great fight scenes. Because the first big fight scene is, again, Godzilla and Baragon. And then the second big one is the entire climax where Godzilla fights Mothra, King Ghidorah, and the entire Japanese defense force. And it's huge. Like, it's a solid half hour, 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And it's so good. It's so worth watching. So I don't want to go into detail about those fights, but it is top-tier Godzilla battling. Yeah. So what we should do, I think, unless you have anything else to say about the movie before that, is now that we've recommended it to everybody, we should maybe then move into our favorite bits and then not spoil any more than we absolutely have to. Because it's really, really good. It's on Blu-ray. It's kind of a cruddy Blu-ray. It doesn't look very good, but it's on Blu-ray from, I don't know, Sony or something. So you can check it out, but like get a hold of it. Watch this one, 2001's giant monsters all out attack it is one of the most fun godzilla movies we've ever watched together we had a blast the whole time yeah it's kind of now i think about it's kind of hard to say the beastly best without spoiling the movie well i mean we can just say one right so let's do it let's do it beastly best what is your favorite monster moment in the movie like well our second favorite because i'm almost 100 percent sure our favorites are in the climax I mean, you can say your favorite if it's just one in the climax. That's fine. No. Like I um, said, we don't want to spoil everything, but, you know. I don't know. I could... I... Okay. Um, well, 
probably um uh, my favorite part is really just when Mothra just starts flying around. Oh man, the everything with Mothra is great. Mothra's my favorite of all of the Godzilla kaiju. Yeah. So I anytime Mothra's there, it's fantastic. Yep. And Mothra and Godzilla have a mighty fine battle. Oh yes. It's actually very funny though. It's oh, kind man. of funny. Yeah, Mothra just starts like flying around, avoiding the beams, and like, you know, Godzilla's like blasting up the entire city, and Mothra's just zoom flying around and like and getting, kicking him in the head, kicking him in the head, getting everybody killed in the process. It's amazing. Yeah, that I, whole. I don't know, like, I like it's confusing, but like, I don't know if she, she was like, oh, uh, like, like arrows or like missiles or something out of her. Like, I don't know. Oh, she's like. Like smashing into him, like in the like dust in his face, that whole bit. No, something else. All right. No, I don't know. Like <laughs> she right. like shoots. Uh, like we'll have to watch it again. It was a few days ago yeah. <laughs> that we watched it. But yeah, the Mothra fight is my favorite part too. And as far as I'm concerned, like the movie could have just been the Mothra, like just a Mothra, you know, versus Godzilla like remake thing. But also the Baragon fight is fantastic. Like, not enough credit goes to Baragon in this movie. Because Baragon's amazing. And if... He doesn't even get credit on the front of the movie. No, he doesn't. His name isn't even the title. But, like, his fight is so good. And he's just adorable. Like, he's so so adorable. He's like, meow. (laughs) He's like, no, he's like... Sometimes he's just like in the fight with Godzilla. His roar sounds like no. He's like, Row, and shakes his head yeah. <laughs> during the fight sometimes. Well, okay. Is there a get spooked bit? No. Maybe when the monsters are first appearing? Like, maybe when Mothra comes out. That's kind of like a big spooky yeah. kind of a moment when the Mothra caterpillar comes out I of the water. I forgot to mention that to me... Um, when we first see King Ghidorah's head, um, like, when we first see it, it, when it comes out, to me, I don't know why, but it doesn't, like, for the rest of the movie, it doesn't, but, like, when he first comes out, to me, I don't know why, but it kind of looks like a Chinese dragon. Mm, Yeah, and it's got, like, a hand puppet quality to it. I thought that's where you were gonna go. Like, yeah. So then, we've got Funny Bones. Anything particular make you laugh? Um. Well, you think about it. I'll say I like when Baragon bites onto Godzilla's arm and Godzilla's trying to shake Baragon off and like swinging his arm around and Baragon's like, you know, like swing, swinging around in circles. That was really funny. Actually, I actually just say the fight with Baragon and the fight with Mothra. Those are my two favorite parts. It, like yeah. in terms of funniness? Like yes. Every bit of it's funny to you? Yeah. Okay. When Godzilla okay. fights Mothra and when he fights... Um... Awesome. Yeah. So then, okay. the big one. Scream themes. Lay it on me. What is the message of Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah giant monsters all out attack? I think it's like sometimes looks can be deceiving and sometimes... Or, like, um, names or something can be, like, deceiving. So because the monsters are monsters, you wouldn't think they're there to protect the people, but they are. So, like, Baragon, Mothra, and King Ghidorah are, like, big scary monsters, but they're there to help. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Kind of. I mean, yeah, they get a lot of people killed. But in, yeah. in general, they're they're kind of forces for good, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a solid one, you know, because even, you know, with those all those giant monsters fighting Godzilla and there's all the collateral damage, they're still there for good, right? I mean, it may be irrespective of, you know, protecting people, but they're there to protect nature. So they are forces for good, despite the fact that we would think they are not. Yes, even yeah. though Mothra does get so many people. Oh, killed. Mothra gets people destroyed <laughs> left and right. Because she's just wild. hitting Godzilla on the head and basically, um, basically, just gets a bunch of things killed. Yes. Yeah. Well, with that, my dude, where can our listeners find us online? You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com/wordsalad. You can find us on Twitter at cadaver underscore cast. You can find us on Instagram at cadavercast, one word. Um, you can find us on Facebook at the Cadavercast Critters and Creeps Club. Join the club. And you can email us at cadavercast at gmail.com. All right, fantastic, dude. Why don't you get us signed out then? You've been listening to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Alberta. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. We love ya. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks. Bye.